previously on the dog seduction. And in the day, Games of Thrones pretty popular as well. So. Hey, Game of Thrones, man. Don't diss Game of Thrones. You asshole. I will go ultra Londoner on you right now. I will come and give you a beat down. Ooh, I'm well scared. I will fly on my dragon over to you and slash you up. I will burn you to the ground. Yeah, and that's the kind of ridiculous plot lines you get in Games of Thrones. What I will say is it, it's not as shite as Supernatural. <laughs> We're not friends anymore. <laughs> I just, I just, I don't want to be friends with you. Why do you say such hurtful things? The episode I watched was just weird. Did you just watch a random episode? You don't do that. You watch from the beginning to the end, and then you start from the beginning again. <laughs> and then you watch the Battle of the Bastards about 50 times because it makes your day. That's your go-to thing, watching a bloody battle. That's like your light-hearted thing. <laughs> talk about stuff so matt why don't you like game of thrones for a start it's ridiculous how's it ridiculous like the one episode i watched there was a flash of green light or something and and a load of people just died oh my god that was in like season two so you watched a random episode at the end of season two yes of course, you're not going to understand it. I didn't choose to. I was forced, well, forced to. might be a bit strong, but it, it was not something I did of my own accord. You could have got up and left. I wish I had them. I bet you, if you actually sat down and watched a game of Game of, a game of, game of Thrones... <laughs> oh, also, I have a bone to pick with you. While editing the last episode, I realised you don't know what the show is called. Oh, was I saying Games of Thrones? Yeah, you were saying Games of Thrones. Oh, <laughs> You put the cares. S on game. <laughs> and I'm just like, why did he keep saying it wrong? And why was I so angry that I didn't realise at the time? I'm just going to keep calling it that to annoy you, I think. Ah, oh, you twat face. Yeah, I, I hate this Games of Thrones. I just genuinely don't understand why. It's everything that people could love in a show. Shows usually after a few years, they decline in viewership. Game of Thrones just keeps rising. People love it. Personally, I found it a little boring as well. How the hell could you find Game of Thrones boring? To be honest, I don't like those kind of things in general. What kind of things do you like? I, I like comedies. Like what comedies? Like the Big Bang Theory or shit like that? No way. I don't like Big Bang Theory. I'm like more like British comedies or maybe like The Office and Parks and Recreation, but not Big Bang Theory. I haven't watched The Office as an adult. And it aired when I was a kid, and I was never really into it when I was a kid. So I probably would like it, it's just I haven't rewatched it. Yeah. And even then I watched bits and pieces of it, I didn't really watch it all the way through when I was a kid. At first I was a bit judgmental about it, because, well, in general, I didn't like American comedies back then, so... Oh, do you mean the American one? Yeah, I was talking about the American version. Of it. I thought you meant the British one. Nah. Because you started by saying, I like more British comedies, like The Office. Well, never mind. So, yeah, I was talking about the American office, so... Oh, yeah, I've seen the odd episode of the American office, and I think that's decent. Yeah, because, like, uh, that and Parks and Recreation, because I think they're done by one of the same writer, they're quite similar. Yeah, I think the same people do Brooklyn Nine-Nine as well. Yeah, I keep meaning to watch that. It is actually really good. Yeah. I, I quite like Andy Samberg. He can come, come across a bit annoying sometimes, but... Yeah, but in this he just... He isn't playing... 
like an over-the-top character. Yeah. Yeah, he's funny, but he's just playing a police officer. It's not like SNL where you have to do like a wild skit. Yeah. I think also that slightly over-the-top bit is a bit of his shtick, really, isn't it? Yeah, but Brooklyn Nine-Nine taught me he could do understated. He could act. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's a comedy show, but there are bits where it's like heartwarming. Yeah. I know Bill Hader's in a couple of episodes as well. I think he was only in like one episode, but he was amazing. Yeah. It really was amazing. I do have to get around to watching that one at some point. Yeah, it's really good. In general, I'm not the type of comedy person. I don't mind it, Mm. but there's nothing to keep me coming back next week. So I will watch it on, like, the off-season when I have nothing to do for a couple of weeks and I'll just binge-watch that. And then I won't touch it for another several years, maybe. But it's not the type of show that I can watch every single... Well, I can physically watch it. It's just I don't have the time to watch and it doesn't land in my schedule. Whereas, like, a drama or an ongoing series is an overall storyline. That means I have to keep coming back. Yeah. I have to agree, like, particularly like the American like comedy shows, they're quite long as well, so you don't really kind of want to watch them too often because they're yeah, quite, exactly. it takes a while to get through them. That, and it gets really, really stale. How many times can you say the same joke? I mean, and specifically American ones, because they go on for like 20 years, ridiculously long. Yeah. Maybe not 20 years, but ridiculously long, whereas like a British show, they have shorter seasons, first of all. So it's like, what, six to 12 episodes maximum yeah. episodes per season. And they only last like two, maybe three seasons. Mm. And bec- that's because of the creators and they want to end it because they're like, oh, yeah, we don't want it to go stale. Whereas, like, the network executives in America, they just want to keep churning it out to earn the money. They don't care about the quality. Yeah. It's a bit like The Office. I mean, that really should have probably ended after Steve Carell left. Oh, yeah. That went on for, like, what, nine seasons? Yeah. You just think, yeah, there's lots of characters in there, but you've lost, like, the centre point of it, really. Mm. Like, could you have Office without David Brent? No. I wouldn't have thought so. Yeah. I like British sitcoms for that, though. Most of them end, like, after the third series. Yeah. Like, 40 Towers, like, 12 episodes, I believe. I think it's 12, isn't it? Yeah. And all of them, like, masterpieces, basically. Exactly, so. right? And that you can re-watch and re-watch and re-watch, but how many episodes... How many times mm. can you re-watch... Actually, I say that. I've watched, like, every episode of Friends, like, a million times. <laughs> so that... Oh, I've already <laughs> invalidated myself. But, yeah. I mean... Friends, like, sort of broke the mould, I guess, because it started 20 years ago and it actually set off that trend of, like, friends and a sitcom surrounding them around apartments and stuff rather than something specific. Yeah. I don't know, have a specific central arc. And that kicked it off and they've got so many bad iterations since. Like the Big Bang Theory. Yeah. But Big Bang Theory can't even touch on Friends' quality. I think if you find something that you really like, then I suppose you probably will end up watching that. A lot. Mm. I think the good thing about comedy sometimes is it's a good thing to have on like in the background, so you're not too involved in it. That's exactly it. Whenever I'm just like chilling, I don't really want to watch anything, mm. but I always need something on. Like you've probably heard when you're coming <laughs> and going, I have How I Met Your Mother on in the background. Yeah. Yesterday it was Fresh Prince of Bel Air. I always put <laughs> something on in the background while I'm doing something, and that thing is comedy. Yeah. The only problem I have is The Office, you kind of get quite involved in that. So that's not what I choose to probably watch as my mm. background kind of thing. Not like first run, though. 
Mm. These shows I've already watched many times before. Yeah. So I don't need to pay any attention. Yeah, First true. one in a comedy show, I do pay attention to. Yeah. And sometimes I'm, like, looking at my phone and stuff, but it doesn't matter that much. But I usually do sit down and watch it. Yeah. And, like, I watched a new one recently called, um, it's called The Good Place. Good Place. Who's yeah. in that? has Kristen Bell in it, Ted Danson. Oh. That really, 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 really annoying British television presenter. And she was a terrible presenter. It turns out she's an even worse actress. Who's that? Uh, Jamila Jamil. She was on all oh. that T4 and all that stuff. Maybe not T4, but those kinds of shows. Yeah, I think I vaguely remember yeah, that. Yeah, she's... Like, if they could <laughs> kill her off, it would be great. But it's hard to kill her off when it's set in the afterlife. Yeah. So she's already dead. How do these people get these roles? I really don't know. Like, I heard that she had gotten a show a while ago because I think yeah. Ashley told me and I didn't pay attention because I was like I don't give a shit who she is and then like it was the off season of American TV shows so it was the summer season and I love Kristen Bell you probably know I love her she's amazing sure I don't really like her films because they're really really bad but she's like <laughs> Veronica Mars man yeah like, she's got my love eternally and at least I tried to watch those films that she was in. Mm. Uh, so I decided to watch it because it's only 13 episodes, which is a good number. Yeah. And I figured I can get in through it within a day because it's only 20 minutes. So it's yeah. basically set. I don't want to spoil it. So I'm just going to try and think back to what the first episode is. <laughs> Kristen Bell's character has died. Ooh. And she was a terrible person in life. Yeah. So she should have gone to hell, but she ends up in heaven. And because oh she's God. in heaven, the dynamics change. And ah. things in heaven are kind of falling apart. Ooh, that does sound quite interesting. Yeah, and there's a twist. What's that? Well, I can't tell you that. Ah. I mean, you have to watch the show. Yeah, that does sound quite interesting. Actually. I mean, I've got it, so I can give it to you at some point. Yeah, what's a good Because I, I know Kristen Bell through um, Craig Ferguson's show. Yeah, I know. She's amazing. Her and Craig are, like, amazing. That's the main reason I got really upset when Craig Ferguson left. Yeah. Because we can't have that dynamic anymore. Yeah. I, I do miss him sometimes. I mean, particularly when you got James Corden. He's replaced exactly. Him. And, like, Craig Ferguson just fucking sat there. There was, like, no production values to that show. He didn't yeah. spend any money other than, you know, Jeff and stuff. <laughs> There's bit after bit after bit. They keep pouring money into it. Yeah. They keep throwing money, good after bad. And it's still not in the same level as Craig Ferguson. <laughs> yeah. I love that there's one episode where they got Larry King to do the voice of Jeff the Robot. And oh, it's amazing, that one. Jeff the Robot is, I, I'd say he's TV's best sidekick. <laughs> yeah. I want a Jeff the Robot. Yeah. Like, even the, like, at the end, smell my finger. <laughs> that, they did nothing for, like, 30 seconds to a minute. Yeah, oh, that yeah. was funnier than James Corden. Yeah. Or or do, do, do you want to play his mouth organ or something like that? Yeah. That's the other thing they do. It's either drink from the snake mug, mouth <laughs> organ, or smell my finger. I know. I miss Craig Ferguson. They've got to get him back somehow. They're not going to. Because actually, James Corden has actually done well in ratings, hasn't he? He's gotten the youth yeah. to watch because he keeps Carpool doing bits yeah. and kissing the asses of celebrities yeah he asks all like the obvious questions as well and it doesn't feel natural it's so rehearsed he tries to have jimmy fallon type skits plus yeah. graham norton type couch antics but the thing is with graham norton it just seems like you're going around to your uncles and having a chat yeah and a joke and a laugh 
Whereas James Corden can't do that. He doesn't have that type of personality. He no. always has to be the star. Whereas Graham Norton, he just throws things out there and he lets his, his guests talk. Mm. And I saw him interview like um, the cast of like the West Wing or a couple members. He's just going on about how big a fan he was. Well, we're not really interested in you. We're interested in them. And like, it just asked all like the obvious questions you'd ask someone from the West Wing. You're like, can't you think of like anything original to say? You know? Yeah. Or actually, get your researchers to do some work on them. Yeah. That's what they pay researchers for, right? Or is it just to source? I don't know. Ball pits that people can jump in, or you know, Tinder profiles. Yeah. I can't understand how chat shows keep on going, to be honest, sometimes. I don't understand how America have so many. Yeah. Because they have one on, like, every channel. No, they have more than one on, like, every channel. <laughs> and they do it, like, every night. Yeah. Whereas Britain, you have Jonathan Ross on a Saturday, you've got James Corden, not James Corden, Graham Norton on a Friday. Mm. You used to have Alan Carr on a Friday. But that finished a couple of years ago now. Yeah. And that's it now, pretty much, for, like, an evening, late-night chat show. That's all you need, really, to be honest. Yeah. But then again, I guess Britain is smaller. Whereas yeah. America, you've got... It's the size of Europe. So you could have loads yeah. of different types of people on from do loads of different areas. But how many chat shows do we need? Yeah. They've got other ones after James Corden as well, I think. Yeah, they do. Why don't they just combine it? Like, you know, they had T4 in the morning. Well, not in the mornings, like the whole of Saturday. Yeah. They'd sit around for, like, hours, and in between TV shows, they would interview people. Why not just have, like, a six-hour-long chat show? If you're going to do it anyway, yeah. rather than paying all these different hosts. Yeah. Like, have a six-hour-long chat show where you get all the guests to play Dungeons & Dragons or something. Yeah. Because that lasts hours, sometimes days, sometimes months. Yeah. But I think that'd be a good idea, actually. Yeah, maybe we should do it if we're ever successful. <laughs> if we ever get the chat show that we really want. I don't really want a chat show. I don't think we'd do well in a chat show. <laughs> oh, God. Actually, to be fair, I am like, I do quite like it when other people can talk instead. Yeah. That's why some episodes, you, there's just like a 10-minute monologue from you, and then I'm just saying, yeah, 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 and let you carry on. <laughs> <laughs> That's more like laziness. Oh, my, my famous 10-minute monologues. Actually, no, I probably could do the chat show thing. I can steer. Like, I steer you sometimes and you don't even know it. <laughs> so, actually, maybe I could do this chat show thing. Maybe. I mean, you probably couldn't, but I could. How do you know I wouldn't be able to do it? <laughs> that involves talking to people, Matt. That isn't me. That aren't me. That aren't me. I think that sounds better. I can talk to loads of people. Particularly if it's a famous person, then you've got loads of things you could ask them. Yeah, but Matt, you're not allowed to fanboy. Well, I mean, to be honest, you can suck up to them. They like that kind of thing. Well, I wouldn't want a fanboy. I'd like to be impartial. And you can't be a dick to them if you don't like them. Uh, you can. A couple of them get away with it. <laughs> I have learned how to not be a dick to people even if I don't like them. I don't, David Letterman was a dick to quite a few people. And he got away with yeah, it. Was. People loved him. So. <laughs> like Donald Trump. <laughs> oh, I love that bit with the ties. That's amazing. Oh, so do I. Yeah, we cut it into an episode. <laughs> oh, yeah, we did, didn't we? The Donald Trump episode. Yeah, that was years ago. That's the reason that Donald Trump got so angry. First of all, he's re repealing everything Barack Obama did. Then he's going to try and get SoundCloud and iTunes to reject us. <laughs> we're fake news. Because he's against or, free speech. Well, yeah. Even though it's in the Constitution. We just saw him as innocent back then, didn't we, really? What? You and... <laughs> yeah, me. You well, and you Chris did. were just, like, ripping the shit out of him. Yeah, you loved him back then, whereas, you know, 
No, I didn't. Me I was playing devil's advocate. <laughs> <laughs> not even I can really say anything nice about him. I was just like, well, he's not all that bad. I mean, he does business and stuff. And then you were like, he's been bankrupt like 10 times. I was like, okay, that's fine. I'm just going to shut up now. That's all I could think of to say about him. <laughs> that wasn't terrible. Mm. And even that wasn't a good point. Ah, <laughs> uh, I don't know. Anyway. We were ragging on Donald Trump before it was cool. Yeah, we've, we've been there ages ago. Yeah. Thanks for joining us, Weld. Yeah. We're sorry you had to do that. Yeah. You've been pushed too far. To be fair, we weren't to know he was going to become president. We weren't to know he'd be that pissed off at us. Yeah. He's got such a thin skin. Yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if he had heard it, because you know, you know he definitely sits at home Googling himself and watching every video around <laughs> related to him. You know he does. Ah, oh, I just, I can't believe it. As a businessman, you spend all that time on Twitter, like, for God's sake, it's decent business or something like that instead. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? But then again, I never really go on his Twitter page because I don't want him to get the satisfaction of me going onto his Twitter page. Mm. I don't want to be an extra click on his Twitter page. Yeah. I mean, I still see some of the dumb shit he posts <laughs> because it's reported on. Yeah. And retweeted by uh, by people I do follow with snide comments from people I do follow, which I find funny, and then I retweet those. Yeah. Thank you, Donald Trump, for giving us all a laugh. Yeah. You're an international joke. Well, to be fair, he's, gi he's giving us material, so we should be grateful. That's true, but um, I think we're like we've really wasted enough of our airtime on him, so yeah, let's, let's, let's keep the conversation moving. Let's get back so, on to TV shows and stuff like that. Yeah, what the fuck? Just watch Game of Thrones, you dickshit. Uh, nah. I don't know how you could be a dickshit, but you are. I don't know. I, I found it a bit ridiculous, to be honest. I think you need to sit down and watch the first episode. Um, I don't know. I'm still not sure. I take to it. Mm. I would say I'd buy you the first episode as a Christmas or a birthday gift, but that doesn't work, does it? You haven't watched Rectify yet. Not yet. You twat face. I've been looking for someone to talk to about Rectify for years because no one's watched it. Well, literally, like no one. What you should do is you should kidnap someone and force them to watch it and then talk to them about it. Problem solved. I'd be probably be the nicest kidnapper. Um, yeah, yeah. As far fine. as, like, stuff that happens to people that get kidnapped, that's actually not that bad. If you force someone to watch game, Games of Thrones, <laughs> as I like to call it, um, then, then you would be. That'd be torture, I think, that would. They would love Game of Thrones. They would forgive me. If I let them into the magnificent world of Game of Thrones. I don't know. They, they think it's boring. Matt, I guarantee if you watched Game of Thrones, you would love it. Because everybody loves Game of Thrones. I didn't watch Game of Thrones when it first started. I was one of the people that got into it later. And like before I knew it, I was just salivating and begging <laughs> for the next season. I love mm. Game of Thrones and everybody loves Game of Thrones. People at work love Game of Thrones. Mm, maybe. I'm not convinced. You don't watch The Walking Dead either. Yes, zombies. You know. What life do you lead? How, how many series is that on now? Uh, I think it's seven. Yeah, see, how much can you do with, like, zombies? There's not an awful it's lot. It's not about the zombies, it's about the survivors. How long can they keep on going surviving? Well... Surely you've got to run out of ways <laughs> in which they survive. Well, okay, let's just say loads of people die, and then people come in, and they die, and then people come in, and they die. And they move around the whole country... So there's right. a lot of life in it. That does sound fascinating. And to be honest, like, w Walking Dead, I don't even think it's about the zombies now. It's like human versus human, just in a different type of world. Mm. I think you would like 
Walking Dead. Maybe. maybe. Because it's not even... A, I don't even... I forget it's about zombies some of the time because you don't see them all episode. Yeah. One or two episodes a season or half season, you get a horde of zombies. But the rest of it's just humans. Yeah, maybe. You know, I, I, I don't really like seeing people die, so, you know... <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> That's why I'm surprised you don't watch Game of Thrones and The Walking Dead, because, like, everyone dies. I've yeah. learned not to get attached to people now, because everyone dies. Yeah. You know they say animals teach kids about mortality? Yeah. Nah, nah, they just need to watch Game of Thrones and The Walking Dead. <laughs> I really think that'll do it. Yeah. And then they also get some quality drama in their lives. To be fair, I, from Games of Thrones, you've probably learned about sex as well. So. Um, and incest. It's just standard sex, really. Which I suppose they have to know about at some point. I mean, it's not like you're watching porn. You don't like, get close-ups and stuff. Yeah, there's humping. Humping. It, it's not that bad. Everyone keeps going on about the sex on Game of Thrones. I don't actually think it's that sex. There's hardly any sex in it now. Yeah. Like, the last season, there was, like, one sex scene. Actually, no, there was two, but they were very brief. Mm. And if you're thinking two sex scenes and each episode's, like, 60 minutes long. Yeah. And two sex scenes that take a minute mm. each. So it's really not that much. Yeah. I think that's all they used to do in the old days, just hump each other. When is it meant to be set, this This, this isn't a historical thing. fiction, Matt. Uh, <laughs> Did you think it was about history? I didn't think it was an actual, like, from actual history, but I was wondering whether it had, like, a time period that it was setting. It, it's not set in this world. Yeah. It's a different so that, world. That, that tends to turn me off quite quickly. I mean, it, you do see history because you've got all the monarchy and stuff and the monarchy rule and there's wars and stuff and civil wars. Mm. I don't know. I, I don't tend to like those kind of things. I, even though I like history, I don't like historical dramas all that much. So. It's not really historical drama. That, uh, what fucking historical dramas have dragons? Yeah, but you know my point. It's a bit like a historical drama in some senses. How do you not like historical dramas? I just don't like too many of them. They always speak really quietly. They always assume that everyone spoke so quietly back then. And what really are you like refer- What shows are you referencing? Like I can't remember. I think I watched Wolf Hall once. Oh, I've got that, but I've still not watched it. I speak so bloody quietly. I don't know. It's something about BBC historical dramas. They tend to be naff. Uh, people seem to really like Wolf Hall, though. Well, I didn't take to it, which is it was weird, because I'm quite a big fan of history, but I just I don't, I don't like the dramas all that much. So when you say historical drama, you just mean Wolf Hall? Well, I've watched quite a few historical dramas, but I don't tend to like them. Oh, OK. So, yeah. I'll also, I think they go for a lot of, like... The upper class. Yeah, but also the history of it. It's not that true to how it was as well, so... I understand what you mean about historical pieces, but me specifically... The ones I, I wouldn't say dislike, but I think they're overdone, is the upper class costume drama. Mm. Because that is what the BBC specialise in, it seems. And I've had so much of it, too much of it in my lifetime. Yeah, I mean, I think there are good ones. Like um, In the 80s, there was um, Rumour of a View. That's quite good. I'm not saying they're bad, I just think there's too many. Yeah, I I never liked Downton Abbey. I can't bring myself to watch it. It's just, oh... What I hate about a lot of dramas as well, they're so obvious sometimes as well. There's no subtlety to the acting and stuff like that. Yeah. I mean, if you're going to do, like, a big costume drama, I'd rather it not be on the upper class. Like, why don't you just do it about the servants or something? Or the stable boys? 
or someone interesting that has more struggles. The problem is that it's the upper classes who mainly wore the costumes. So yeah, that's why a lot of costume dramas are about the upper class. Oh, I'm so sick of it. Like we already know. Then there does need to be more like about ordinary people from that time period. I say my limit now is probably you know World War era. That's like my cut-off point. I don't really want to watch anything that's set before then other than like Ripper Street or something. I don't, I don't think we need too many more war bloody dramas. We have enough of I meant series. era. I don't mean war drama. I said the era. I, I know, but there's so many from that period. don't think you need any more. <laughs> I'd cut it off before then. <laughs> mm. I, I completely agree with you. I, again, I think there's too many of World War. Like, we, I think we've spoken about it before. There's so many different wars going on around the world, even today. Why don't we learn more about those? Why don't we have dramas about those rather than the same fucking... Why do we need to know about the Nazis' wars? We don't. We've already learned everything we need to know. I know it was fucked yeah. up. It was genocide. I really don't need to know anything else because I've seen it over and over again. I've yeah. done it in history over and over again. Also, do we need a million like films about Churchill? <laughs> God, no. <laughs> Political figures, really. You're right, it is the same ones over and over again. It's not even like the unknown political figures, the ones that were like Prime Minister for like a year. I don't know how many of them there yeah. were Prime Minister just for a year, but there must have been some short-term ones. Yeah, there's quite a few short ones there, so... Yeah, how about we do a drama on those, because we don't know fuck all about them. Also, you don't see actually too many about Neville Chamberlain, who was the guy that was Prime Minister when war was declared. Why isn't there more about him? Yeah, he must have struggled. But no, it's all about Churchill. Yeah. You know what? If there is ever a drama about Tony Blair, I'm going to pick it. There's been a couple, actually, hasn't there? That, that'd be quite a lot of material on that one, I think. Oh, you say, um, I do agree World War Two is done, but recently, uh, I say recently, I think it was like three years ago now. That's mm. how fast time has gone by. Three years ago is recently for me. The Eichmann show. You know that one oh, with Martin yeah, Freeman? Yeah, uh, where they got Adolf Eichmann. Well, it's a dramatisation of getting Adolf Eichmann's trial broadcast like all around the world yeah i like that that was really good because it wasn't just about what his crimes it's about the technology and bringing journalism to life and all that stuff yeah i think that sounds quite interesting yeah i really like that yeah i think that's all i've got to say on historical dramas though what about contemporary we haven't really spoke about sherlock that much but we both loved it when it first started yeah I liked certainly the first series, definitely, and most of the second series. But it has really got on stale, hasn't it? Like, I think they keep trying to outdo themselves. It's become silly now, and the, the plot's, like, so convoluted. And, like, I think the one that did it for me was, ah, oh, the one with uh, Toby Jones in. Oh, yeah. That could have been a really interesting episode. Yeah, I was looking forward to Toby Jones being on Sherlock. And then that happened. Yeah, it just turned out to be a massive disappointment in the end. They caught him so easily, and he's this guy who's been getting away with it for ages, mm. and he's just suddenly caught like that. I just thought, yeah, that's ridiculous. Yeah, I'm a self-professed Bendit Cumberbatch fan. Yeah. I love Sherlock, but my turning point was even before that. It was with Mary Mawson. Oh, God, she was annoying. When they brought her on. And then yeah. she ended up being in this, like a masterclass assassin. Yeah. And like the bit with the shooting of Sherlock, she shot to so he would survive and he would live to like explain this and all that stuff. Yet he almost died. So no, I just think that's convenient writing. It, yeah. That's when it started to get really convoluted. Like season one and two and 
like I'd say the beginning of season three were decent. Yeah. Like even the second episode, the wedding episode, I didn't mind. That third episode of season three. And I was like, what the fuck is going on here? And then you had the last episode of the season four with the sister. Oh. And I'm just like, seriously? What? Yeah. They're just trying to make twists where you don't need twists. Good writing doesn't always have to involve twists. Yeah. It's about the journey, not the destination. I, for me, the breaking point was that Toby Jones one. The mm. first one I really started to go off, it was the blackmailer one. I can't remember what it's called now. But he shoots the guy at the end. And I just thought, that's not what Sherlock Holmes would have done, I don't think, personally. Oh, yeah. He's meant to solve things with his, intelli- with his intelligence. He doesn't go around shooting people. And I just felt that was the point where I started to think this is getting a bit silly now. It's yeah. getting a bit too far from the source, in a way. Exactly. It's not like I was studious about, you know, the writings of Sherlock Holmes. Yeah. But I do want it to be on, like, the same the same level. I want yeah. it to be grounded in reality, in Sherlock's reality. What I like about it, in a way, is the fact that it's kind of a modern twist on it. So I like some of the modern elements of it, but I think once you start getting too far away from the source material, you start to ruin it a little bit, I think. And what I love about it, like the first episode, I, I really love. That's one of my favourite episodes. And it's just him using his intelligence to solve the case. Yeah. I, I think it's Stephen Moffat that ruins it, mostly. It is. Mark Gatiss kind of grounds him, but I think he, it feels like he's taken a step back. Yeah. And, yeah, Stephen Moffat, he's always had an air of arrogance about him anyway. Mm. And people loving off Sherlock just makes him... It somehow makes it worse. Yeah. I think he's done the same with Doctor Who as well. I'm not a huge Doctor Who fan. I like. I watched uh, the ones with Tom Baker in, and I really loved them when I was a kid. And I watched a few of like the more modern ones with David Tennant. But the last couple of times I watched any Doctor Who episodes, they're the same old rubbish. It's it's got a bit naff now. I think a lot of that Stephen Moffat as well. Yeah, I think he just needs a rest, or Dan the reins over to someone else. He quit. Doctor Who, didn't he? Yeah. Which I guess it's understandable because he doesn't own Doctor Who. He didn't create Doctor Who. It's the BBC's property. Yeah. So he stepped down. I kind of wish he would do that with Sherlock. Or maybe he could be a showrunner, but he doesn't write the episodes. Just yeah. let someone else do it. Let breathe new life into it because he's not doing the show any favours. Yeah. Do you think there's a way back for it then at all? I'm glad that both Bendit Cumberbatch and Martin Freeman... And now Andrew Scott, because Andrew Scott is doing amazingly well. They're all doing great, because that means they don't have time for it. So at the very least, I'm pretty certain that there's going to be more, because it's a cash cow, and they've signed on for five seasons. But because they're so successful, they're doing so well now, it's going to be at least a little while before, like, scripts are even written. So at least we've got that time to maybe... They could, you know, regroup. Yeah. But I don't know how. Yeah. They bought in a brother, and then they bought in a sister, extra brothers and sisters. So Redbeard wasn't a dog, it was a brother. Yeah. I just, I don't understand. It's, I don't know how to come back from it. Unless they completely, like, do a reboot or something. Yeah. Fans won't like it. Like, diehard fans won't like it. It's got too big for its boots, I think. It's got too big an audience. Why can't you just... Yeah, why can't they just stay simple? Like, Kenneth Branagh, he's been famous for as long as I could remember. But Wallander always stayed the same. Yeah. I don't mean it was, like, boring and dull and did the same thing happen, but it was grounded in that world's reality. Yeah. It didn't try to go above itself because it knew it was a Swedish... Well, it wasn't really a Swedish, but it was a detective drama. That's all it is. Yeah. I'm going to have to admit, another thing I started to annoy me about Sherlock a little bit is actually Martin Freeman. (laughs) 
he does have the same sort of reactions to everything. I think that's a bit overdone. So I think they got the fat wind of the fact the fans like that kind of stuff. And so they just overdo it. Yeah, that gets a bit annoying sometimes. That's the thing with Sherlock. I think they listen to their fans too much. Yeah. And probably read their fans' fan fiction, <laughs> it feels like, sometimes. Yeah. But speaking of Andrew Scott, me and Lana saw him in Hamlet this weekend. Did you? Ooh. He was amazing. Was he? Yeah, the show, the production, because it's Robert Icke that directed it, yeah? The production itself, it was, like, set in the modern-day times, and it was amazing. It flew cohesively, and you kind of got it. Yeah. And you don't need to be, like, a Shakespearean person or actually know anything about Shakespeare to keep up, you could actually tell what was going on. Because yeah. I only really did English till A-level. I don't. Re- I didn't really study Hamlet that much. I mean, I've, I've read bits and pieces of it. I've watched adaptations of it, but I'm not exactly studious. I mean, I know a bit, but I'm not exactly... It's not like that's my favourite pastime, is to go through plays and write notes about them and try and understand them. But yeah. I got it. Lana got it. It seemed like the whole audience loved it. And Andrew Scott was phenomenal. He was amazing. Mm. It, he was amazing. He just the way he just switched. It was brilliant. Yeah, is, is Tom Hiddleston in that as well? No, no, that's a different production different that's going production. on. Ah. That we're not going to see. I mean, I entered myself into a ballot, which I knew even if I won it, I wouldn't be able to afford to go. But I thought, ah, I might as well just throw my hat in the race. Yeah, I've heard mixed things, but like because critics didn't get tickets, no one got tickets. It was all by ballot. Was it? So oh. it could be anyone. So I don't know who the reactions I'm hearing are from. They're just from random yeah. people. No, but um, I, I do like, um, what's he called again? Scott? Andrew Scott. Andrew Scott, yeah. He is amazing in everything, pretty much. Yeah. He's definitely a good actor. We'll probably see him in a lot more things soon, maybe. He has actually done quite a lot lately in the last few years, like film-wise and stuff. Yeah. But my only thing is, Britain don't really give a shit about if an actor is gay, right? America yeah. seems to. It's still a thing. Mm. So I don't know how far he'll get, and especially seems like he's already 40 anyway. And really? I don't think wow. he's going to be... Yeah, exactly. I know he looks really good for it. So I think he'll do successful Britain-wise, and he might get a few roles in Hollywood, but he's not going to be a Hollywood star. And I don't mind that. And I don't think he should mind that. He's not that type of actor. He's an actor's actor, not a famous actor. I'd ra- I think I'd rather see him in the British dramas, to be honest, anyway. Yeah. And Irish dramas, because if he's Irish. He's better off. Yeah. I do think a, a lot of actors could benefit from staying over here. Yeah. Sometimes. Yeah. It's just the money, isn't it? Because I get why they do it. Yeah. But if you have any sense of, like, the quality of your work, I think you tend to stay over here unless you got like a really good role yeah that's also another reason why hollywood just sort of looks to britain because they're actors they go to the right schools so it's like well the most famous drama schools right like raja and lambda and stuff yeah they're quite famous drama schools i've heard they're really rigorous yeah. so they're well-trained actors and then second of all they're cheap mm. compared to their american counterparts whereas like in america you, it's always the story with oh yeah i moved up to la and then i got a part yeah, it, that's, that's where you have to go to be successful, isn't it? No, I moved up to LA, I took a few acting classes, and because I'm pretty, I got a role on this show, and then I got another role on this show. Whereas here, yeah. it seems like people work, like, especially the theatre, they do like eight, so that's the big eight test, or something ridiculous it? shows. Yeah, people that act in theatre are amazing. Because, yeah, that old saying, what is it? If you want money, you do television. If you want fame, you do <laughs> film. If you want to be good, you do theatre. Yeah, I think that's definitely true if you consider, like, most people who go on EastEnders. <laughs> Actually, you know what, right? 
I wouldn't rag on soaps too much because I think the people that are on soaps, actors, say what you want about their actual acting ability. It shows good work ethic. Because could you imagine how much shit they have to do a day? How many scenes they have to film a day? Okay. They must have time off. They probably close down for Christmas, yet the soap operas never stop running. There's still like four shows a week, four half-hour shows a week. The guy who plays Ian Bill, he must be fed up of it at some point, surely. <laughs> well, no, I could understand why he just stayed for the rest of his life, because he's been on the show since he was young. So obviously yeah. that was all he ever knew. But now he's come to a point that even if he left because he wanted to and he's bored and he wants to try new things, he's not going to get another job because he's too tight yeah. That's the problem with soap actors because they're in people's houses. People know them as a certain character. Yeah. It's harder for them to get let go of that role. But how many soap actors do you hear about that actually go and make it insanely big? I mean, after that, they might do panto. Some of them do really well in theatre in the end. Particularly if you consider how many of those people you do, like, leave and then end up going back <laughs> and it becomes a nice but happy yeah. return for them. <laughs> so there's only a few of those soap actors, which I kind of get because there's so many soap actors because there's a massive roster. Mm. There's only a few that actually go on to be more successful. Yeah. But, yeah, like I said, I can't really discount their work ethic, because I'm pretty sure they do work pretty damn hard Yeah. to get that, that output out there. I think that's a good point, but I don't know. You just get must get fed up of doing that time and time after again, though. They're hardly, like, very inventive, these soaps. Mm. This week in EastEnders, right, it started off with a gas explosion <laughs> on Monday. <laughs> and since the gas explosion... There has been a shooting, there has been a fire, <laughs> and now a, like, oil tanker has hit an ambulance. Right. And it's only Thursday. I've still got today's episode left. <laughs> Bloody hell. <laughs> What's going to happen today's one, then? I don't even know. I know someone's going to die. I don't know who. I mean, the options are, like, countless at this point. When's Doc Cotton going to finally die? That's what I want to know. She's been smoking for well, years. Surely she's got to go at some point. <laughs> the thing is, like, she's getting on a bit, the woman that plays her. So I'm actually yeah. worried that she might die soon. True. But some some of them go on forever sometimes. Mm. Anyway, enough about EastEnders. Have I convinced you to watch Game of Thrones yet? You, you haven't convinced me to watch Games of Thrones. What about Supernatural? I can see how that could possibly be interesting. I think there'd be some interesting things in that. So I might be tempted to watch that one. Okay, so this hour wasn't completely wasted. No, no. But I, I wouldn't be too pleased with yourself if I was you. I, I love how I've stated it's an hour when I regularly cut out 30 to 40 minutes of the episode. So this is probably only going to be like 10 minutes long. Yeah, and it'd probably be... I, I don't like Games of Thrones. I don't like historical dramas. You're a very negative person. Man. Yeah, I know, I know. You need to fix that. Nah. I, you, I think you've got to be negative. In that way, you're not disappointed. See, like, the one thing I did like, Sherlock, turned out to be disappointing, didn't it? So Yeah, but that wasn't... That wasn't Stephen Moffat. Let's blame Moffat. Yeah, Moffat. And what kind of surname is that as well? Oh, and also the Night Manager. I really don't want that to get a season two. I, th I can't see how they're meant to do a season two. I've read the fucking book. If they'd stuck to the book ending, they could have done a season two. Mm. But they changed it just to give it a happy ending. I hate that when they give things happy endings. Exactly. Endings. If they were going to do a season two, they should have left the original ending as it was. Mm. It was so stupid. I went through it because they'd cut loads of things out and I sort of got it, right? And then it got to the last episode and I'm just like, okay, so how are we going to get to the boat from here and all that stuff? And then it never happened. Everything's changed. And I was just like, did I read that book wrong? 
what happened? What just happened? Yeah. Like, why is everyone happy? Like, what's going on? This is not a Lakari adaptation if everyone's happy at the end. Yeah. See, that's, I think that's a difficult thing to do. Do you sometimes, like, read the book before you watch something? Yeah, that's the problem. Because then you know kind of what happens. And, or if, if it doesn't happen the way you're expecting to, it can disappoint you sometimes as well. I think you're always going to side with what you did first. Mm. So I, w- I read the book first, so I side with the book. Yeah. Whereas The Man in the High Castle, I watched the TV show first. Yeah. So now the book pales in comparison to the TV show. Yeah. So I think I'm probably biased. Maybe maybe I'm not right. Maybe I'm biased. But it seems to be I side with whatever I do first. Like with Harry Potter, but with Harry Potter, the books kick the movie's ass. Ah, oh, all day. Yeah, but maybe that's just because I've read the books first. I do, I've got a feeling it'd be one of those things where I think the books always beat the films. I kind of think. Uh, maybe the man in the high castle, because yeah, I, I understand that because the books could flesh out characters and situations more, whereas the man in the high castle book, it was sort of bare bones in my in my eyes. It felt bare bones. I mean, it set up the scenery and stuff, but it didn't do anything with it. That was my problem with it. Yeah. So maybe it was just that book. I think that's the only time I've gone from TV show slash movie to book. It's usually the other way around, from book to movie. Yeah. Trying to think of other ones that I could reference. See, I don't like trying to like watch a film before I've read the book sometimes because I think that ruins the book for me sometimes if I know what's going to happen. It's the same the other way round. Yeah, but I see. I, I prefer like the the book because that's the like the original source as well. So mm. I think can I ruin, really you, ruin it reading a book if you know what happens. Mm. Maybe books are better just because they're more fleshed out. I mean, whereas films have to do everything within like an hour and a half, maybe two hours at most. Yeah. Whereas the book could be... Thou- well, I'm not saying I've read a book that's a thousand pages long. I probably have, actually. I've got loads of books. But a book can be as long as the writer wants it to be. And could you imagine like a 900-page book or a thousand-page book, maybe... Maybe not a thousand. Let's say eight hundred to nine hundred page book being mm. adapted into an hour and a half long movie. Yeah, the amount of stuff that's going to get cut and sacrificed. That's what annoyed me about the fifth Harry Potter film, because that, that was like mm. the longest book, but yet as one of the films, it's it's actually shorter than some of the other ones. I think, if I remember right. Yeah, it felt really short. Yeah, it's like the last book they split it into two films. A lot of that book slash film. It was just them hanging out by themselves. Yeah. <laughs> that could have done with some cutting. Yeah. It just felt to me like they were just trying to use it as filler now. Just ch- They just wanted it for a money grab. It didn't yeah. need to be two films. They could have just cut out all that middle shit where the, the three of them are just hanging out and crying about how Ron left them. Yeah, but like also the, the fifth one, they cut out like some quite important bits of it, I felt. Yeah. Like, I can understand you need to cut bits out, but they included stuff you didn't need to include in there, I didn't think. Like, yeah. cause they didn't include the bit where they see Neville's parents or something like that. Yeah, they didn't include that. They really did cut out so much in the fifth Harry Potter film. Yeah. Because that Neville thing that put context into his life, that made what happened more, you know, heartfelt. He became a hero even though he's been birthed by parents that have been turned into this. Yeah. It, it was at the sacrifice of Neville's character. He did not have as much influence in the films as he did in the books. Yeah, I felt that was a, like, a big omission. And there was some, I was pretty sure there was some other stuff they took out of that as well. We didn't really see Bill Weasley. We just saw his wedding. Yeah. But I mean, in general, the films are still quite decent. Yeah, they're decent. 
I really do wish that whenever a book was being adapted, mm. they'd just film the whole book. I mean, sure, you have to cut it all out for the feature film, but you've always got a DVD release. Yeah. Like, Peter Jackson, people might hate him because he keeps releasing, like, Lord of the Rings slash Hobbit shit. But at least he, like, filmed all of it, and he keeps doing the extended cuts. At least we have the option to watch a full-fledged yeah. Harry Potter film that lasts four hours long. Yeah. I mean, I get there's monetary constraints, but I don't give a shit. So, yeah. Yeah. I think that's all I've got to say. So I think it's time for us to say goodbye. And yeah. that this episode was, well, I wouldn't say a complete waste of time. I mean, you're not going to watch Game of Thrones, but you're, you're open to Supernatural, which is something. I'll try and watch it in the next 10, 20 years, if I can. What, Supernatural? Yeah. Yeah, that'll still be going, don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> it's still... It's starting season 13 soon. And you still like it? Yeah. I mean, no, I'm not going to lie. There have been some low moments. Like, season 6 and 7 were, like, really bad. But then they got mm. rid of that executive... Because the original executive producer left because his idea was he'd only do five seasons. And yeah. they wanted to extend it. And he was just like, fine, I'll do an ending where you can extend it, but I'm leaving. So he left. And then some women took over. And I never really liked her anyway, as a producer. I mean, sure, she'd done some good um, episodes... She'd written a couple of good episodes, but I, as a producer, she was shit. And like the whole arc of season six was terrible. And they demoted Castiel to recurring status rather than regular, and that oh, upset me. No, but then they brought back. That yeah, exactly. Awful, then they Tom. brought back the. Ex- yeah, no. Then they brought back the executive producers they had from season one to three, um, uh. to uh, ca- carry on from season eight. So that sort of they. So it got better, and then the last season they had. Mark Shepard, who played Crowley as a regular, and they had Mark Pellegrino back as Lucifer. Ooh. So, yeah, that was amazing. Yeah. <laughs> I just got a bit excited. I, yeah. I can tell you when I, Whenever I that. see Lucifer pop up in Supernatural, I just like have heart palpitations. I'm like, so happy. <sighs> yeah. Anyway. That's good news for you, at least. Yeah. Anyway, I think we should say goodbye. Okay. Goodbye. Goodbye.